You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Turn over in your Bibles to Luke 19, and we'll read a passage. Very simple passage. Most of us are familiar with this. Jesus said to him in verse 9, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Jesus was really intentional. He had a mission He desired deeply to seek and save something that was lost. Now many of us, we've been at church, we're familiar with church, we know what church is about, and I don't know that we experience, have that saving experience while we're here at church. But think back at your life. Think of the darkness that's in our world and how much our world doesn't just need saving, but a deep saving. Amen? In Romans chapter 8, verse 18 It's a very simple passage. Paul says that the creation was subjected to frustration. What is he saying? That's you and I. The creation was subjected to frustration. And the word frustration there is this word here, M-A-T-A-I-O-T-E-S, Mateotes, Mateotes, Mateotes. You can play with that one later. Good word though, right? means what? The creation is what? Full of futility. That it's devoid of truth is what this word means. Is that it's empty. Empty. And that it's frail. We've all experienced this before. In our lives, the sense of frailness. Of being empty. Of not knowing, deeply desiring truth. Where is it? What do I do? How do I find real truth? A futility of trying something and believing in it, but then it falls apart and you just feel, ah, all my efforts, it's just so futile. I think the first time I really experienced this, and you have to bear with me here, I've been sitting on this for about um, 20 years. Because I didn't want to tell this story as a parent So I wanted to tell my kids this when I felt like they were ready to hear this. And when I was 18, I was a freshman in college, and I went to college to play basketball. Uh, What was I doing? I was playing basketball. And I had a girlfriend. I was trying to be a Christian. I mean, I think I sort of knew a little bit of the basics, and I was trying to be a Christian. And I was trying to look cool, because that's what we do when we're in college. Um, try to make it look good. Um, my mom calls me, and you know I've got an alcoholic father, and she informs me that she wants to divorce my dad, and that the family's going to break up. I realized quickly, like in one practice, I'm not as good a basketball player as I thought I was. I thought I was going to be Magic Johnson. And um, nobody, nobody confused me with Magic Johnson. 
And my girlfriend cheated on me. First time you experienced that. A lot of country songs. Inspires a lot of country music. But you know what? I'd never gone through it before. It's the first time I'd gone through that. And again, trying to be a Christian, a minister who I really respected and had a good relationship, alcoholic father, I, I, I uh, really idealized him. He tried to adopt him kind of as a second father. Had an affair in um, the church with a girl that was in the teen ministry, a friend of mine. So, you know, you build your life on something. And one or two of those things, right? We all get that things don't always go our way. But, but when everything feels, you feel like everything is falling apart, that's hard. And if you haven't experienced before, I'd never experienced before. And you know, I think this was the beginning of the first time I ever really experienced depression. I couldn't get out of it. Just every day, um, trying to find some happiness, trying to find some joy, and just depressed, angry, depressed, numb, um, angry, sad, depressed, numb, over and over and over. And close to Christmas, close to the end of the semester, I can't do this anymore. And I cut myself with a knife. And I start bleeding, and I didn't realize it. I realized it shortly. I hit an artery. And this is the most scared I've ever been in my life. Blood is pouring out of my arm. And it's making a giant mess. And I realize I've made a gargantuan mistake. And I race into the bathroom, and they all have the big industrial towels, and I'm, as fast as I can wrap the towels around my arm, it's just bleeding through. And I, oh, no, God, no, I don't, I don't want to die. I really don't want to die. Save my life. Please save my life. Run back in my dorm and sort of crawl under the bed and make a big mess. And I don't know if I fall asleep or pass out, or I a little bit of shock, a little bit of it all. And, you know, I come to and um, I don't know. I just remember sort of being surprised and but believing that there was something more to live for. And that I deeply needed God. I built my life on a few things, but not the right things. And those things quickly fell apart. And, you know, I'm feeling futile and devoid of truth and empty and frail. And you've all experienced this before. We always, we always want somebody else's life. We always want somebody else's life. And... In doing that, we sort of want to exchange, trade. Can I please trade my life for that? That guy's got an awesome life. I just want that guy's life. And this word, sozo, it's what is the root word of he came to seek and save the lost. The word save is sozo. S-O-Z-O. Came to seek and save the lost. And it doesn't have anything to do, it's not so much the fireman runs in to rescue or the firefighter, or, or it's not a word that a, a lifeguard, I think, would use. It really has a lot to do with healing, sozo. It is rescue. It is, heal, it is healing. It's the word that you would use to make a mosaic. You would sozo a mosaic, which is what? You'd take all this broken glass, 
and sort of design something with all these broken pieces and add a little heat to it, and it makes a mosaic, you would sozo that. If you had a tear in your garment and you mended it back together, that you, that's, you'd sozoed it. And this is at the root of his name. Jesus is after Joshua, he who saves. He saves. This is his name. He saves. And he doesn't just throw our lives away. He mends. And he puts broken pieces back together. And he puts a little heat in it and rearranges it. And there's a little scar tissue, but life comes back into the thing. And in our culture, society, where we're so disrespectful of everything, to throw everything away, get something new, throw it away, update it, throw it away, something new, update it, throw it away, that's not really the mind or heart of God. No, what I built, what I created, was good. When He created you, He said it was good. And while we've all experienced frustration and the wanting to throw our lives away or have somebody else's, He wants to sozo your life. And that never ends. Before we become a Christian, there's that process of I've got to study the Bible, I've got to repent of my sins, I've got to make Jesus Lord, and I've got to get baptized. That was awesome, amen, gang? Yeah, let's get some more of that. That's exciting. But the one-year-old Christian, the three-year-old Christian, the five-year-old Christian, the 20-year-old marriage is still being sozoed. Careers and homes are still being sozoed. Communities and neighborhoods and schools are all still deeply needing to be sozoed. It's a dark place, this world that we live in. To follow Jesus is not a simple escape plan. Our faith in our Christianity isn't some fire insurance escape plan. It's a sozo plan. A healing and growth plan. Something to experience that's deeply personal and transformative that you're not going to get from anything in the world. So I told my daughters this story this last couple days. And I'd never told them. And you know, it's just profound, telling him how scared you are and having your children with you and thinking, at that time, I thought, I could never imagine being able to provide for a family, to be a father, to be a husband. I just couldn't imagine any of that stuff. My goal at 18 was just not to screw up. I couldn't imagine being anything else besides that. That was my big goal. Be a father, be a husband, be a professional. I can't imagine it. But if you slow down and you understand what God's trying to do with your life, I think you'll be amazed and you'll understand that more than just escaping and getting to heaven, God deeply desires to sozo your life and sozo your heart and change you and make you into something else. Uh, shortly after I was licensed as a therapist in 2009, uh, my first two clients, c- couple, and then another couple, and then a mom calls me, and, and I have a 14-year-old daughter, and can you see my child? And she comes in, and she sits down, and, yeah, what do you want to talk about? And there's just that moment, one of my first times to do this, and she'd been cutting herself. 
and was depressed. I remember thinking, God's amazing. God's amazing. Here I am sitting with this 14-year-old, and this is what I experienced 20-whatever years ago. And at the time, it felt meaningless and hopeless and absurd. And now here, I could never imagine being this adult person and sitting with a 14-year-old and trying to work through. So it, 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 just the layers of meaning just continue to grow in your life. That's sozo. Give yourself to God. Let Him sozo your life. Trust Jesus. He's homeless. He doesn't have any insurance. He doesn't have any money. He doesn't have a car. He doesn't have a retirement program. But you have to trust Jesus. He's the only one that's going to sozo your life. At this time, we're going to take the bread and the cup. And I want you just to reflect on this passage. It says, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. And the root word there again is sozo, that we grow up into this thing. Now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we know you're good. We've tasted so much of the world. And it never satisfies. Makes us nauseous. Leaves us empty. Always wanting more or someone else's stuff. God, I pray we just pause right now and remember the goodness of you, your creation, your love, your desire to not only save us, protect us, and save our world. Help us trust Jesus who lived a radical life. That's the life for us. We reject, utterly reject, that the world really offers us anything satisfying. Use our lives. Sozo us. As we take the bread and the cup, let us be grateful and remember how good you are. And here at the beginning of the year, to commit ourselves to one another, recommit ourselves to you, recommit ourselves to our, our, our mission and our purpose. Use us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You've just listened to the Westside Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.